Hey guys, thanks for listening to The Go Home Show. If you haven't already, go to iTunes and subscribe to the show. Leave a rating and some feedback so we can continue to grow. Don't want to download the file? That's cool. Go to youtube.com slash ericbedore and listen to the newest episode every week. We want to thank our partner Loot Crate. Go to lootcrate.com slash mega64 to have cool stuff delivered to your door monthly. Stuff from Marvel, DC, Capcom, and Nintendo. Just use the promo code mega64 at checkout. Go home. Go home. All right, guys, and welcome to episode nine of the Go Home Show. I'm Eric Bedour. I'm here with my best friend, Brian Abushakar. Brian, how you doing? I'm good. Yeah? Can you get closer to the microphone? Yeah, Brian's very yes. casual with the microphone. I'm very casual with this. Mi- <laughs> now I'm being very intimate with this microphone. I'm like about a half. I'm a, I'm a triple H distance away from this microphone. That means his nose is right on top. Uh, <laughs> I just got back from. <clears throat> sorry, you guys are gonna notice my voice is gonna cut in and out a little bit, which is great for an audio only podcast. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Um, I just got back from PAX East, uh, which I met a lot of you guys at. Hey, if you came out and said hey to us at PAX East, the Mega Sixty Four booth. Uh, thank you. And if you said, Hey, because of the go home show, thank you even more. I hope I turned some people onto it. And, uh, I posed with a couple of fans. Uh, we were the shield and then we were the people and, uh, it was great. It was a lot of fun. So PAX East was like really, really successful. I had a blast with you guys out there. Uh, thank you very much for coming out. But, uh, I blew my voice out from uh, screaming over the riot booth and, uh, our booth, which is very loud and, uh, doing karaoke. Uh, one night, but not the second night because I got sick. I was, <laughs> I was very, very sick Saturday Aww. night. Uh, I'm also hoarse from throwing up from being so sick. I was Aww. very, very ill. Uh, and it was not throwing up from drinking. It was throwing up just from being sick. Oh, I, was, I, was, I was looking very sick, ill. So I'm, I'm a little hoarse, I'm a little raspy because of that. But um, Brian is in top form yep. as he has just been working and uh, focusing on professional wrestling. That's all every, I do. Every, every, day day. Of his, every day of his life for the past week. He's just, <laughs> he's just thinking about it constantly yep. and uh, keeping his voice. He does not speak uh, nope. unless we're recording a podcast. He's like, um, who is the guy in the, uh, the, Avenger, no, the Fantastic Four comic? And he lived on the moon for a while. He's Black part Knight? of like, uh, No, he was, uh, he had a... He had a voice that would like bla- like break mountains uh, be- when he spoke, and he was like a mutant outcast guy. And then Johnny Storm like married his daughter. I have no idea. That's perfect. That's gonna be for a comic book podcast. All right. We're never gonna have a comic book podcast. No. Get out of here. This will no. this will be the closest. Hell no. This will be the closest we get to it. <laughs> uh, but Brian's just like that guy because yep. he doesn't speak. Mm-mm. I have my Aretha days, man. Just you know, you sit down. If <laughs> you don't, shit. if you guys don't know about this, Aretha Franklin would have days where she would not speak and just uh, have a tea of honey. And uh, lemon. That's a professional, Brian. Yep. That's what she does. You know what I had today instead? I had uh, I had coffee. That's not good for I your had, throat. I had chorizo. Uh, that's had, probably okay I had for eggs. Are eggs okay for my throat? Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good. Well, at least I was all right. I had toast. Is that okay? No. Oh, fuck. Well, 50-50. Can't win them all. <laughs> uh, Brian, what did you think of this past week in pro wrestling? Coming off a week after WrestleMania, going into uh, the week after, which maybe historically isn't uh, as hot yeah, of typically a time. have a fall off. Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially after a peak like WrestleMania and then the Raw right after, how did you feel about uh, wrestling the week after WrestleMania? I was very impressed that uh, SmackDown mm-hmm. carried on the story, uh-huh. um, which is something it almost never, ever does. Ever. Um, John Cena had his WrestleMania promo mm-hmm. on SmackDown, yep. which was really cool. And mm-hmm. we'll get to that on 
uh, when we get to all of SmackDown. But um, I thought main event was really good last week. Mm-hmm. Well, at least the Shield the, the Wyatt. Sh- the Shield Wyatt's match was um, pretty decent. It was, a, it was a smaller form of their other meetings, mm-hmm, which was nice. Mm-hmm. But just as fun and told a really good story, too. The, Dean Ambrose was weird and kept falling over. <laughs> he was and like, then, he looked fucked up. And then uh, Seth Rollins said, believe in the Shield. <laughs> And that has been making me laugh for a week straight. That has been hilarious to me. It's like you all you had to do is deliver the line, man. You were so close. Whatever, it's main event. Yeah. Um so I guess we can just dive right in. Yeah. We started this week with um something we didn't really talk about last week, which was NXT. Uh NXT got started with uh apparently going to be a raw newcomer, Adam Rose, mm-hmm. against uh Danny Birch. I had to look up his name because I think they only said it once. Yeah. Uh, Danny Birch was a bit of a uh English well, he's a Yeah, he was an English Moffat. He was there to uh to headbutt some of y'all cunts. Um Australia. Wait, shit. Shit. Uh he uh he had a match against Adam Rose. Adam Rose was out with his entrance and his usual antics, kicking his feet in the ropes. And um, um, I don't like it. I don't. I don't like Adam Rose. I don't. Out of everybody, you can bring up. If you're going to bring two men wrestlers up from NXT, I really like that they're bringing up um, uh, Bo Dallas. But Adam Rose bring Adam Rose brings nothing to the yeah, plate. You know what? Pe- people really like him, and uh, I liked him a while ago. He's Leo Kruger. He was nice, and. Um, I just feel like this Adam Rose thing is really based around a song and an entrance. And then when I see him in the ring, it's, and you know what? It's not fair because he's only had squash matches. You haven't really seen what he can do storytelling wise. Mm -hmm. Uh, When he was Kruger, he had something going and and he would do interesting matches, a lot more submissions and and stuff like that. Okay. But Adam Rose is just like, Hey, at least they changed his finish. That's all I really have to say. That's positive this week is that instead of that bad clothesline, it's just a middle, it's a middle rope, like elbow drop. Like, Which I don't like. Like the, like the diving elbow. It just, it looks okay. It looks like a setup move. It doesn't look like a finish. Exactly. So I don't know what he's going to do when he gets up to the main roster because, um, hey guys, I know a lot of you guys are super into Adam Rose and you want to see him pushed and all that stuff. We just don't feel the same way. Mm-mm. Like, I, I, I haven't seen anything that makes me go like, yeah, I'm ready for this guy. It was a boring match. It, like, it looked kind of bad, yeah, actually. It, like... It's okay. Really it's sloppy. just it's just middle of the road when I'm looking for something more spectacular for a guy who's not on the show yet. That's right. I, I think that's what it is. Yeah. Is that it's it's a mentality that I try not to be in of what have you done for me lately, mm-hmm. but I really have been focusing on what have you done for me lately for Adam Rose because he's a new character. Yeah. So uh, that that's it. Um, after that was my uh, favorite part of the night, which is where the referee cut a promo. Uh, <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> the referee the referee just came and cut a promo and said like. He was backstage and said, "Oh, this is this is the reason Sami Zayn was all beat up, and I can't, we can't, mm-hmm. I couldn't let the match go on." It was just funny to actually like interview a ref about that. Yeah, it was really strange. I kind of liked it though. It was different, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then after that, Corey Graves had a little promo where he said, yeah, "Wins a win, just like Barry Bonds is the home run king. I got a win last week." I thought that was such a good line. I did too. That was like really undervalued. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that character of Corey Graves, who was not in action this week. Sad. Oh, um, sad. After those, we had Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Uh, Sasha Banks is, in fact, the boss. Charlotte had an awesome shirt that said, you can't sit with us. I love it. <laughs> uh, you can't sit with us is totally the mentality yep. of the BFFs. I love it. I love Sasha Banks being a boss. I thought Bailey looked good in this match. I thought, I thought this match was fine. Yeah. Um, they've had a couple other encounters. I like that Bailey has a finisher called the Bailey to Belly Suplex. I think that's great. That's better than, like, Hugplex or whatever I think they were calling it before. Really? Yeah. Bailey to Belly is... That's, um, it's, that's way it's better. A, it's a gimmicky name. Mm-hmm. It gets it over, and it's fun. Mm-hmm. I thought that she had some pretty decent offense. Sasha Banks kind of ran most of the match, but it, yeah. it was good. Uh, let's have a different matchup. Just shake it up a little bit. Yeah. I feel like I've seen that twice now, and we can move on. Yeah. Uh, after that, Sylvester LaFoole 
uh, Lafort, I guess. Uh, he's French, so I don't know what what letters you drop off. Um, <laughs> he looked very suave yep. uh, in uh, his cool jacket uh, against Mojo Rally. Yeah. Uh, we will continue the trend of I hate Mojo Rally. I will agree with that. I don't get it. Hey, if you're a Mojo Rally fan, please write into the podcast and let us know why. Please. Uh, it could be because we also don't like the Ultimate Warrior. Or I guess didn't like the Ultimate Warrior. Whoops. Um, that he's the story. The storytelling is so one-dimensional. Every match that he does is uh, like he runs off the ropes and runs into the guy and then sits on him. Hey, I don't get it. And then what was he doing in the middle of that match where he was like rolling around on the ground? I don't know. And it was like I would rather watch Sylvester Lafort wrestle. Yeah. Can we just watch him in a match? It was get get. <sighs> Get this guy out of here. It's bad. Mojo Rally, the crowd loves it, and I don't fucking get it. That, I don't get it. that is a microcosm of that microcosm that I do not understand. It is not for me no. at all. So no. after Lafort got uh, sat on by Mojo Rally, Brodus Clay came out. Uh, Brian, if you don't know, he is a main event player, mm-hmm. and then he power bombed Sylvester Lafort. Sorry. Uh, thanks for the troubles. Uh, then he grabbed a microphone and said, Adrian Neville, you, you a sucker and I'm a main event player. And everyone said they like you, but they don't like me. Mm-hmm. I gave my blood, sweat and tears. Come out here. And then Adrian Neville said, here I am, Brodus Clay, you're, you whine. And he called, he's, he said, he used like three words to say whine, like nag, whimper and like wang wang yeah it was really weird it, it was, was like some english uh, that, term that yeah. i don't know no not for us sorry uh-huh. and then they they face to face and then um the promo was just kind of like oh okay and then brodus clay left yeah it was fine whatever that, it was a weird promo brodus clay delivering a promo with his eyes closed yeah he would him scream like and a, close his eyes he looked like a three-year-old throwing a temper tantrum if, it was he, hilarious. if you haven't watched it yet or if you missed it watch, watch brodus clay's promo he's screaming and closing his eyes and brian's like it just looks like he's throwing a tantrum it's so funny yeah it was really strange but mm-hmm. you know what i i don't want to write this off too fast i, I honestly like brodus clay yeah. i think he can go and i like adrian neville and i would like to see them work together because you know that's going to be a pretty typical storytelling of a match of a big guy mm-hmm. trying to be chopped down by a small guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, after that, we got a promo backstage where Oliver Gray was saying, uh, pip, pip, cheerio, I'm making my return. And then Camacho came in and said that Adam Rose yeah. is a freak show and said that uh, he, uh, Camacho survives every day, one day at a time uh, in the streets, something like that. Yeah. And then Oliver Gray said, hey, old chap, we're going to face each other next week. Oliver Gray, to me, I enjoy. I think he's good. I think he's decent in the ring. Mm-hmm. But it, he just speaks in, like, typical, like, like fake English stuff. Like, we as Americans, we think this is yeah. what you sound like. Yeah. So I apologize. Sorry. That's Yeah, that's not really – I know you don't actually sound like that, so seeing someone have to do that I'm is very strange. I'm pretty sure they sound like that. Pip, pip, hey, pip, pip, pip to all of our uh, English fans out there. You, uh, you cunt, you cunts. Uh, uh, Lami cunt. This is good. I think that covers it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, after that, we had uh, Great Kali mumbling his way through oh a promo. Uh, Great Kali walked in, and Brian went, does he speak English? And then Great Kali said, good, uh, good to be here. I'm feel good. And then um, <laughs> Bailey came in and hugged him. And then CJ Parker essentially said that Great Kali shits three times as much <laughs> as any other human being. And then Great Kali said that they're going to face each other next week. Oh, God. So their, their match next week is based on the amount that Great Kali dumps. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened it's, yeah and it's gonna be as good as uh as good as the amount he dumps yeah well great colleague what are we doing whatever i guess that'll get people in the seats i don't know full sale sells they out always for, sell out yeah for nxc so who cares whatever yeah. uh after that bo dallas came out and cut a promo he said i got to social media i i tried to get a hold of all my bo leavers 
Uh, we're gonna we heard of the Yes movement. They occupied Raw. We're gonna occupy NXT. This is the Bo movement. Mm-hmm. And then everyone stood up and turned around. Did not go well for Bo. <laughs> they, it went they, bad. They turned his back. They turned their back on Bo Dallas. In I thought that was such a great moment. What a great. He thought great that moment. was so so funny. And uh, he started freaking out, and then JBL came out and said, you don't have enough people to occupy a teeter-totter <laughs> for a seesaw. And I thought that was great. And then Justin Gabriel came out. Sorry, Justin Gabriel came out, and it was Bo Dallas versus Justin Gabriel in a match that left a lot uh, to the imagination. What it was happened? not very – they were not on the same page. No. They were just not – it just did not come together. Mm-hmm. It, that match was, like, really kind of sloppy. And, yeah. Hey, I don't. I don't like criticizing wrestling because I don't like bad wrestling. I feel bad because I know you're trying to like give your best out there. So, so when you have like a bad match, I'm like, hey, you know what? Let's move on. But I that honestly was, just, I honestly just expected more from that, both of those. That guys. was one of the worst matches I think I've seen in a long time. On on, on, on especially uh, like especially on NXT. Yeah. So I don't know. It, oh well. It was it was a little it was a little hard to watch. But Bo Dallas won with his double underhook DDT, mm-hmm. and then he made everyone believe. I guess I think as he is uh, going to be coming to Raw yes. soon. I guess they've been coming. They've been cutting uh, or showing vignettes of Bo Dallas and Adam Rose coming to mm-hmm. I assume Raw, and uh, they have been good. They have been I, really the good. Adam Rose ones are okay. Brian just watches it and goes, "Oh, he has a lollipop like people on ecstasy." Okay, and then uh, <laughs> that that's about it. They play hungry, hungry hippos. It's kind of weird, but Bo Dallas's are or, awesome. God, he I talks love him. it. It's it. Hey, you can't have challenge without change. A, a, a egg doesn't know how to fly. <laughs> what? <laughs> They're good promos. And I'm They're re- great. Yeah. Hey, for, for something I maybe wasn't so excited about, about Bo Dallas coming up, uh, yeah. I, am, I am getting more excited about it. I like it. So on to SmackDown. SmackDown started. It was kind of Bray Wyatt uh, talking about how losing to Cena doesn't really matter. And he's, stuff's about to get extreme, which was a little yeah. nudge nudge to extreme rules coming up. Um, what did you think about the opening of the show? I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. Um, I, I think it's kind of funny now that you're seeing John Cena sort of be like the measuring stick for the new talent. Yeah, it, uh, especially for like mid-card stuff. And, yeah. and not even, I don't know, I don't want to say like lower mid-card stuff because their stuff is generally in like the upper mid-card. But like I think the upper, I think the reason it's in the upper mid-card is because of John Cena. Yeah. So And it's nice because it gives those guys a nice like little rub of like, hey, we belong here. And, and that's something that I thought was really cool because we always talk about how much People don't like John Cena. Maybe he's old. Maybe he's tired. And, and yeah, probably in the ring, he he's, doesn't have a lot to bring. But as a character, he's able to actually bring a lot of people in and, like, do something with them. Like, mm-hmm. I think this matchup that he's having with the Wyatts is going to put them in a really good place, tell a really a, good story for I think them. it's a really cool program that they're running. Yeah. And, and I think it's... The Wyatts have been really the Wyatts have been really interesting, and they make John Cena interesting. And John Cena, what John Cena brings to the table is that established career for the last... 10 years where he's the yeah. guy that like you have to go through him to be somebody and yeah. that, and Hey, and that's, that's what's happening. Yeah. I don't mind that he's not in the main event. No. I don't like, I don't no, feel like no, we're lacking. No. I feel like the main event has been really fresh and really interesting yeah. uh, for the last couple months, honestly. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's cool. It's cool. Cause he also mentioned like specific people from NXT. Mm-hmm. He brought up the divas division. Mm-hmm. Like you can see that they're trying to build something more than just six guys. Yep. And I really, really appreciate that. That's what we always talk about yeah. is the problem. Yep. And it's it's we're looking for fresh at, fresh matchups, uh, youth movement, and, mm-hmm. and just different. Let's mix it up a little bit, stuff like that. So our first match of the night was Big Show against Cesaro. Uh, it went no contest. When uh, Cesaro was going to swing the Big Show, and the crowd was getting nuts, and then Swagger attacked Cesaro. And then Big Show knocked out Jack Swagger, and then 
Cesaro gave Big Show a neutralizer, and it wow. looked it all looked very good. Yeah. Um. So on SmackDown, Cesaro is face. Right. We'll come back to that. Uh, I like Cesaro being teamed with Paul Heyman, and I'm interested to see where they're going to go. Yeah. So uh, we'll go from there. No yeah. entrance music? Nope. And uh, we got, after that, Ryback Axel versus Los Matadores. It's okay. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I like Ryback Axel. We were talking about this watching Raw. Yeah. Um, I like Ryback Axel. Yeah. It is two mid-card guys that would honestly be like lower mid-card yeah. uh, if it weren't for being in a tag team. Their tag team offense is Really good and plays to their strengths. It, it I, really does. Curtis Axel really is the quicker of the two. Mm-hmm. Moves into like these little splashes, little clotheslines and stuff, and then is feeding the guy to Ryback for like the bigger power moves, yeah. the big slams, and it looks good. Yeah. Uh, Brian really likes their entrance song. Yeah. It's, I just love all their. I love that it's just mashup time. There's somebody back there just overlaying the songs together and then like beat matching them. <laughs> it's and but it works really well for them. That's fine. The I horns mean, from Curtis Axel's music in Ryback's song sound really evil. They make it so menacing. It's very like Imperial March e, which I like. Yeah, it's different. Yeah. And what what else can you ask for? But different, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so I actually like where the tag division kind of mm-hmm. is moving. Yeah. Um, the Usos have been a little more active and, mm-hmm. and like. And more of like main, fighting like main event guys and and being used the way I don't know if people really think about this but being used the way that a lot of tag champs were kind of like in the in like the 90s yeah. they would uh they would be in the main event against you know in like bigger tag matches with uh more main event guys yeah. and they weren't just feeders it was like oh okay they are that good and and I like that it brings like I always say it brings in esteem to the title uh-huh. and that's something that's really cool um, and has honestly been lacking for um, a lot of like the mid card titles anything that's not the world heavyweight championship is exactly kind of been lacking uh, any kind of esteem nobody's really going after it no there's no like program around it um, but seeing just consistent tag team matchups that I honestly enjoy uh, yeah. Los Matadores do some pretty cool tag stuff too they do um, a lot of flips a lot of flying uh, they move real quick and they have a little bullfriend. Yep. So good for them. We need to get him straight, though. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, Brian made a note about this, too. Like, watching the match and having Michael Cole go, and uh, Diego, I believe, if your commentators can't tell you who, that, and he, he does that almost, I think, every, every show. Yep. Hey, there's got to be something else that we can do here. Yep. We have to be able to tell the wrestlers apart, and that's why we have Uno So and Tuso. Yep. Sorry, Uno So and Tuso. That is who you are, so carry on. <laughs> uh. After that tag match, we got uh, RVD and Sandow in a return match from Monday. Uh, Sandow had a little bit of offense, and he went for a superplex, I think, and then RVD countered and hit the five-star frog splash. Yeah. RVD just, he looks like RVD but old. Like, he's just, it's just kind of like sloppy-ish wrestling and some kicks that look okay. And I really don't see the point of bringing him back. <sighs> yeah. I, you, have, you have room for other guys. and RVD, to me, I guess is a draw for other people, but for me is not necessarily. I just don't see how you fit him into the card. That Even to me, like, honestly, even if I don't care about him. He just hangs out in the mid card. I, because I feel like when he loses, it doesn't really hurt him. Yeah. Because he's an established guy for so long that you can have him lose to younger guys. It's like Chris Jericho before Chris Jericho left. Yeah. You can have him lose to younger guys, and it's not going to hurt Chris Jericho because at any time yeah. you can just put Chris Jericho in the main event. But the thing about Chris Jericho is that he does a good job of getting the other person over. That's true. RVD, and RVD doesn't. RVD typically 
wins a lot of those matches, and, and it's a lot of RVD offense and, and stuff like that. And now he's just too old to do what made him so exciting to watch. Hey, you know what? I was thinking that, and then on Monday, he's flipping around and juking and jiving and stuff, so I thought that was at yeah. least that, that was at least shades of the old him, but I do agree that, it, he, for me, he's not just a draw. I met someone at RTX, or RTX, or I'm thinking about next conventions. Yeah. Uh, I met someone at PAX East who uh, had an RVD shirt and was telling me about how excited he was. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, man, you know what? That's cool. Like, good good for you. You got your favorites. Yeah. And RVD coming back was a big deal for him. So, hey, he's still out there. He's still a draw for people. Yeah. It just maybe not necessarily us. And you know what? To each his own. So if, if you really like RVD and you're getting real mad at us for what we're saying, I'm sorry. Right in. Yeah, hey, right in. Let us know that we're dumb motherfuckers. <laughs> um, after that, we had Hulk Hogan coming out and with Daniel Bryan. And Daniel Bryan's like, can't believe I'm here. And then they posed. And, uh... That's it. I think that's about when I started uh, to stop paying attention. Yeah, it was a little to uh, SmackDown. It was a little like, oh, okay, okay, that's fine. I think Hulk, Hulk Hogan's gonna be around for a little while. They're gonna trot him out here and there. Okay, um, whatever. Which is fine. I, you know what? That that'll get people to watch. I guess. I just don't. We've done this. We've talked about it. So that's okay. Yeah, it's. Hey, you know what? Again, not for us. Nope. Not everything's gonna be. Mm-mm. That's one of the things. It's a three-hour show. I don't care if five or ten minutes of it is that. Yeah. Exactly. Um. So, Brian and I, I want to see if Brian remembers yet. Brian and I talked about this earlier because Wade Barrett had a match on Monday, and we said he looked good on Friday. Mm -hmm. But who did he look good against? Brian, who did he wrestle on Friday? I can't remember. Kofi Kingston. Oh, yeah. We sat there, watched all of Raw, and just kept going, who the fuck did he wrestle on Friday? Who did he have a match against? (sighs) It was someone intercontinental-like-ish. like mid card ish, someone like Ziggler, like someone that fits in that frame, Couldn't someone like Del Rio. Couldn't think someone of someone like Seamus. Who was it? Kofi Kingston. Uh, why I remembered is because I remembered the finish of the match, which was Kofi Kingston going for uh, the Trouble in Paradise right. and getting caught with a bull hammer elbow, Love and that it move. looked awesome. He's I thought that, that so I thought well. that looked good. We were talking about this though. I think for that bull hammer, he needs a yeah smack, a slap, something that has noise because it looks impactful but doesn't sound impactful. And without that sound, mm-hmm. it doesn't get the oh that you're looking for. Yeah. Um, I like Wade Barrett or Bad News Barrett, whatever. Um, I always liked his entrance. I always liked mm-hmm. his look. I've always liked his promo. I always liked him in the ring. He's great uh, on the he, mic. He has been a guy that has started and stopped pushes so many times, and I feel so bad. Because yeah. I feel like, and we talked about this last week, if he was yeah. in England, like if we had English cra- cloud crowds specifically, like that's it. Yeah. He would be world champion in a heartbeat. He's so over with English fans mm-hmm. and they're chanting soccer chants at him and they're clapping along with him, and it's cool. The, cr- the crowd was kind of behind him. It um, was. Uh, yeah. And uh, man, God, I hate watching SmackDown just for like the audio dubbing. It's so fucking bad. Yeah. It's sweetening that is really souring. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. Um, it just sounds so awful. Yeah. So it's it's hard to watch just because it's hard to listen to. Um, but I thought their match was okay. Do you have any notes from any of that? No. Just the bull hammer looks good. I think it's I, I think it's funny that he turns the elbow pad inside out like mm-hmm. the red part does more damage. I just love anything, any small like thing that you can tack on to a wrestler, any little not gimmick necessarily, but character trait. Uh-huh. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Because that gives him a, a dynamic that makes him more interesting to watch. Yeah. He turns that thing around, and if he ever does get that push, I mean, that's going to be a thing the crowd can get into yep. or can boo at. Um, his boom 
All right, when he goes, boom, yeah. uh, the crowd does it with him. Yeah. So, Wade Barrett, we like you. Uh, I don't know if anyone out there watches the JBL and Cole show. I do not, usually, uh, because I don't need to watch more WWE programming, honestly. Uh, I, yeah. Uh, so, Jesus. I did see something from the JBL and Cole show. I don't understand what was happening, but Zeb Coulter was in a wig. Bad News Barrett's had shades, and they were in wrestler's court, and everyone sat at a table. Billy Gunn was there, and uh, Cody Rhodes called him the smoking gun. And then uh, a referee came over and said, you can't put ketchup on donuts. And then everyone called him stupid and made him leave. And then Billy Gunn started going pew, pew. And then uh, Cody Rhodes started going pew, pew, pew. And then they all started making guns and, like, shooting at the ref. It was weird as fuck. What? But I guess that's what that's what Bad News Barrett does. And then they talk about it on Monday, like, hey, he's on the JV on Cole show. That's what the fuck you get when you watch that. Holy it shit. Is, it is insanity. Unmonitored insanity. What hey, the hell? I know that WWE cares about their product, but I feel like so much goes on where they just go, yeah, whatever, fuck it, do it. Who cares who watches this? A lot of people watch that. A lot of people watch that and just have to be going, what the fuck is going on here? What? I don't know. Hey, it's really bizarre. So, JBL and Cole Show. Watch it, I guess. Maybe. I don't recommend it, but yeah, check it out. <laughs> um, after Bad News Barrett and Kofi, Fondango and Santino. Fondango came down with Layla after having a very public breakup with Summer Rae over Twitter. Which was so much oh, fun. Larry, So much fun. Hey, if you don't follow that on Twitter, that's cool. You really didn't miss anything. But if you did, it was so funny to see <laughs> where Summer was just going nuts. It was like one tweet from Fondango and then 18 from Summer about how she was ha- like how she was mad and then, did, then confused and then mad again and then sad and then mad again and then like really apologetic. It was so, oh so funny. And like just that outside of the universe, how we were just talking about like this unmonitored thing. Mm-hmm. They, that's just how that felt. It was so strange. Yeah, but it was fun. I had yeah. a good. T- I had a good time reading I, them. I feel like that was something where WWE creative went, "Hey, we're splitting you up. Yeah, but we're not going to give you a story." And they went, "Well, we'll just just make it. We're going to do it." Yep, which is uh, awesome. There you go. So uh, he came down with Layla and Summer Rae nowhere to be found, and Fondango wins with a roll up. Huh. So ends the losing streak. Well, that's good. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, the main event came. It was Daniel Bryan and the Usos against Kane, Randy Orton, and uh, Batista. The match was okay. It was just a lot of the Usos kind of like take, getting offense and then like getting beat up and then getting a little bit of offense and getting beat up. And then it all led to Daniel Bryan. So Daniel Bryan coming in clean house. Right. And then it went to a, uh, a no contest on the outside. I think everyone was counted out. And then uh, the bad guys were beating down everyone. Uh like the shield came down and then beat up Kane and Randy Orton and Batista. And so it continued, it continued what's going on here. It's like, mm-hmm. Oh cool. The shield was here. And like, they did some yeah. stuff. Yeah. It was, it was good. It was something that you wouldn't have seen on that added to the story and it wasn't going to be repeated on raw. Yep. And that was, that was, that's all I ever want out of SmackDown. I, w- I want it to be a show that takes the story further. I agree. Make it make it so you should be watching it. Yeah. And, and that's what it has not been in a very long time. Yeah. It was. It has not been a show that you should be watching in years. I would say at least 10 years. Yeah, it's I been mean, a long time. Remember when it first came out? Yeah. I mean, maybe I'm having, like, looking at it through, you know, kind rose of colored ro- glasses, ro- rose-colored but... glasses. But I feel like when I was a kid, we had Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. We Thir- had Thursday Night SmackDown. We had Thursday Night SmackDown, which was just as good as Raw, mm-hmm. and Sunday Night Heat. Yep. All three of those shows did something with the story. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily crazy big stuff, but on Monday night, they would go, and this is what happened last night on Sunday Night Heat, and then you would see what they did. Something would happen. And that's that's what I miss from having multiple shows. Yeah. It really feels like Raw is definitely the flagship, and mm-hmm. SmackDown is definitely a show. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> it doesn't feel... 
it has slightly bigger matchups than main event or superstars, but it feels like so it's unnecessary. It's as unnecessarily as unnecessary as those shows. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to edit out what I just fucked up. So sorry. Uh, <laughs> we went on. Then we go on to Raw. They have a nice Ultimate Warrior tribute playing at the top of Raw. Everyone is uh, chanting Warrior. There's a, a moment of silence with mm-hmm. the ring the bell ten times. Uh, everyone looked good. Had Ultimate Warrior gear on. Uh, you can see a lot of like really heartbroken people. Yeah, Natalia. Yeah, uh, Cody Rhodes was really broken up yeah. about it too. Um, you can see a lot of people that were like really, really, really distraught over the passing of a guy who was only 54. Yep, 54. Yeah. It's like how old my dad is. Really? Yeah, he's like right around. He may be like 52. Holy crap! But yeah, and my dad doesn't even lift as many weights as the Ultimate Warrior. Jeez. He probably doesn't do as many steroids and cocaine either. But um, mm, I've 50, seen so, some things. So 54. <laughs> um, we are also shown that tonight there's going to be a number one contender IC title tournament. Love it. Um, this is exactly what we talked about. <laughs> Bring prestige to the titles. Yes. Let's do something with the titles. Have a tournament. Cool. Great. Great. Mm-hmm. Great. 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 People always complain about, oh, there's no King of the Ring. There's no tournaments. There's no nothing. They're doing something. Here's a tournament. Hey, and you know what? We had we had some really good matches yep. because of that tournament. And um, he, and it's not. And this is what I love because I'm like, oh, cool, an all-in-one night number one contender about. Mm. No, no, they're gonna spread it out and they're gonna they're gonna spread it all. I think until Extreme Rules. Yeah. And Extreme Rules is gonna be three weeks from now. Yeah, something like that. So in. in at Extreme Rules, we're going to see Biggie Langston versus Antonio Cesaro. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I feel like that's a foregone conclusion, but um, we'll wait and see. Mm. So our first match was uh, RVD versus ADR. Um, it was uh, a clash of uh, kind of strange styles with yeah. each other, but it was, a, it was an okay match. RVD, I thought, brought a little bit more to the table than usual. Yeah. He was doing like... Moonsaults from the apron to the outside, but landing on his feet and then taking a bump. And it was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh, that looked good. Yeah. Thunder looked good. Mm-hmm. And he hit his spots, and Del Rio hit a couple of his spots. Del Rio had some new tights that looked, I thought, really cool. They, they were awesome. Black with gold, and he had like the, kind of like an Aztec or like Mayan uh, eagle mm-hmm. on the back. And they looked really They looked good. He has shorter hair, and it's all slicked back. But uh, RVD like won with a five-star frog splash. It was an okay match. Yeah. What made it really good was the crowd. Yes. Hey, I think Birmingham, Birmingham. Alabama. Thank you very much for being a good crowd. You guys were really good until we will talk about it later until you weren't yeah. um but i don't necessarily blame you for that yeah uh so it was a really hot crowd most of the night so very very cool after that we had batista and orton telling triple h backstage that they're not with them triple h says we got to solve this problem and then they're like i want to be champion and then randy orton says i agree i want to be champion and yeah. then and then they leave and then uh i guess evolution is a mystery at that point uh <laughs> Uh, what did you think? Any any notes so far on backstage promos or anything? Yeah, I've been I've been liking their backstage promos. I feel like they're better produced. They don't just kind of go like, hey, yeah, yeah, I don't like you. You don't like me. Let's let's fight. Yeah. They've been telling a story. They've been making uh they've been making you want to watch the match that's going to come up. I agree. Uh, after that, we had the Rhodes brothers coming down against Rive Axel. In awesome ring gear. In matching, a little bit of matching re- ring gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cody Rhodes has his cloak thing mm-hmm. without the hood that says CR on the front, and Gold Dust had a Gold Dust inspired looking one with a, with a hood. They look so cool. And it, they, hey, you know what? It, I love when tag teams match. I love when they do similar things or whatever. And that's just another little character thing that you go, okay, these guys are a team. I get it. It's cool. Um, Curtis Axel had some new tights, Cody Rhodes had some new boots. Uh, everyone, I guess it's the new year, so yeah. new in wrestling, it's the new wrestling year. Uh, so we are going to get some new gear from everyone. Mm-hmm. That's it. Cool. I like it. Um, in this match, it was some back and forth. It was pretty good. It was, uh, the ending came where 
Oh, how do you explain it? Let's see. It was Curtis Axel knocking out Goldust. Cody Rhodes hitting disaster kick on Curtis Axel. Curtis Axel rolled to the outside. Ryback was getting up. Cody Rhodes goes for the disaster kick. Again? Yeah, for the second time. Going to the wall one too many times. Uh-oh. And then uh, Ryback took his fucking head off with a clothesline in midair. Biggest it suplex. It looks so good. Uh, so Axel won in a match okay. that I was super impressed with. Yes. That Curtis Axel and Ryback have awesome tag team offense. They really do. They look so good together. For a team that I just thought they threw together because, oh, hey, they were both Heyman guys, yep. like whatever. Hey, man, that turned out really good for them because, like Eric was saying earlier, you have the agile guy who sets up for the powerhouse, mm-hmm. and he comes in and takes people's heads off. Like, the things that make Ryback boring to watch, which are getting to the big moves, yeah. that's where you piece in Curtis Axel. And and it's really cool because a lot of their moves uh, a lot of their moves work together, and they work real well as two guys who wouldn't really have a place to be otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, so good for them being given something and turning it into something else. You need lower tier tag teams to buff those other teams that are on the rise or already up there yeah. to make title defenses and stuff like that. And then eventually, hey, it's maybe your turn to get that title that title shot at a pay-per-view six months down the road or whatever, yeah. and you've been looking good in the ring. And hey, good job, guys. Yeah. I, I mean, again, the crowd was super hot for it, and uh, it just looked really good. So kudos to them. For a couple of guys that I wouldn't really like by themselves. Yeah, normally wouldn't care. Yeah, exactly. Cody Rhodes had a moonsault that looked really scary in the middle of the oh match. Oh, my God. It's like, it's like he turned and spun, and it was like, oh, was shit. A, almost a corkscrew. Yeah, but... it really was, and he landed a little funny. Yeah. Um, so I hope he's okay. Mm-hmm. That made me a little bit nervous. Uh, after that, it was Paige versus Alicia Fox. Uh, Alicia Fox is the Miz of the women's division. Uh, this week, Alicia Fox is a heel. heel. Um Alicia Fox is honestly really impressive in the ring compared to how I like last couple times I've seen her or whatever. Mm-hmm. The commentators talked all over it, not talking about the match, but should have been because it was a pretty good women's match. They gave us some room to breathe. They did. And Alicia Fox played a really good heel. Mm-hmm. The crowd hated her. She had a cool spot where she did like three tilt-a-whirl backbreakers. Yeah, to start the match. Yeah, and it looked really good. And then she had like a Northern Lights suplex and then... Paige had a really cool spot where she kicked Alicia Fox in the stomach and she hit like that, like the leg slap right yeah. at the right time that got the crowd to go, oh, mm-hmm. it's those little pop moments where you just go like, okay, this is making something. This yep. is, we're building towards something. Something's happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, the end of the match came where uh, Alicia Fox got caught and put in the Scorpion Crosslock by Paige, which looked cool. Paige stepped over and then starts lifting her with her arms locked and it got an audible like, oh, yeah, from the crowd. The crowd. Yeah. the crowd was super into that move. Mm-hmm. Uh, so very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, AJ Lee, nowhere to be found on the show. Kind of yeah. strange. You would think that she would have come out and like attacked Paige after the match and kind of continue that story. I kind of, I have a feeling that she's going to have some time off. You think so? Yeah. Because I mean, she's been Divas champ for whatever it was, 298 days, I think. Mm-hmm. And it, sh- they weren't doing anything with her. And I think that's she, true. I think it was about time for her to have some time off because mm-hmm. she's been there every night since. Yeah. So well, that's uh, that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, then I could see her coming back in like a couple of months or whatever and challenging Paige for the title, and, yeah. y- and you could have a pretty cool match with them. Mm-hmm. Um, Alicia Fox was a good heel in that match. Very good heel. Honestly, really very surprised. Impressive. Yeah, very cool. There was a lot of hair in that match. Yeah. There was a lot of hair, uh, but the, the crowd seemed to like Paige, and everything went well in that match. So uh, despite the commentary not giving a shit, I did. Um, after okay. that, we had the Usos against Batista and Orton. The Usos asked for a comeback match after being decimated last week. Mm-hmm. Um, the Usos were in control early. They were. And then uh, they we were talking about this. They have little things where they're getting like whipped into the corner, and then it's like they slide and stop and then come back at you. Yeah. 
that's cool. Mm-hmm. They're the only guys that do that, and it's like they're on like little character thing. And I like it. Hey, more little character things. Uh, the end of that match came when the Shield jumped uh, Orton and Batista. Yeah. Uh, beat the shit out of them. And uh, then we went to a backstage interview where— The best promo of the night. Where Triple H just looks at Batista and Orton and goes, told you so. And that was it. <laughs> and walked away. And it was like, oh, that's great. Yep. That's perfect. Um, so you have a dejected Batista and Orton, which plays into the show later that night. But uh, after that, it was Paul Heyman coming out to cut a promo, which— uh, it's hard because I want to say Triple H's thing was promo of the night, but Paul Heyman's promo was so good. It, it was like immediately on the on the heels of Triple H's great promo of yep. Told You So, and he comes out and just repeats oh. what everybody doesn't want to yep. hear. And the crowd fucking hated him. What a genius. And then— I can't sing enough praises yep. for this guy. I, he's so good at what he does. And then they bring out Cesaro to no music. He just introduces Cesaro, mm-hmm. thus trying to put that heat on a Cesaro. So Cesaro is a heel— yeah, which is really weird. Because he's supposed to have a feud with Jack Swagger. Right. Who is a heel. Right. So, so w- but then he faced Mark Henry, who's a face. I don't understand what they're doing with Cesaro. Because then they're cutting to people in the crowd holding Cesaro section signs. Yeah. So is he a heel or a fucking face? Please, please, just goddamn tell me. Is it, do you think it's something where it's like a slow turn thing where it's like, we're going to bring him out with a little bit of heel heat for you know, the Undertaker thing, just to kind of give him a little bit more, like, No, no, because, be, no, because he, he was shown as a, like, a hot face. Yeah. After last week, he won the tournament. Mm-hmm. He had the trophy and Jack Swagger and all that, and they fought, and then yeah. the jumping on, on Friday. So that establishes, that's the heel making the face. That's Antonio Cesaro being a face because he's been attacked, attacked, attacked. And, and then he's won this tournament, and now he's aligned himself with Paul Heyman, which everyone wanted to see. Yeah. But now he's coming out, and he's a heel. I don't understand. What, what, is, what is going on? Just, I, don't, I don't get it. It's so confusing. It's I re- very confusing. <sighs> and I don't, I don't appreciate it. Just, hey, if you want to push this guy in a certain direction, fucking do it. Yeah. Like, why are, why are we doing this? Why are you working your way into, like, this complex corner of, oh, well, he's a, he does face stuff, but he's a heel, and yeah. like, you should boo him, but then he does all the big moves you want to see, so he's a face. Hey, if you want him to be a heel, don't do the swing. Don't do all the shit you want him to see. Yeah. Make, make him, like, start to do it and then tell the crowd, no, he's not doing it. They're not worth it. Yeah. There you go. Now he's a heel. If you want him to be a face, have him do all the fucking moves. Exactly. I don't get it. It's Pick one. How fucking hard is that to pick one? I, it's really frustrating when you have a guy. Like, I really like Cesaro. I do, too. A lot. So I want to either cheer for him or boo him. Whatever you want me to do in that situation, <laughs> I'm going to fucking do it. But, like, I don't know what the fuck to do. That, yeah. It's really confusing because... He's with Heyman, so you know he's going to go somewhere, mm-hmm. but it, just something. Like, it, if you're going to have him be the IC champ, like, then either turn Langston heel, which is kind of weird because sometimes Langston's the heel in the I match. Just, I just don't, I don't get where they're going or what they're doing, and it's really frustrating after a week of what looked like a face turn. Yeah. But then he faced the big show. Like, I I don't know. I don't get it. it uh, anyway, he beat Mark Henry. Uh, like... It was an icy title tournament match. Cesaro won with the neutralizer. He has no music. I don't know what they're doing. It after a week that I was so hot on him to come back and it's like I don't know where we're going. You gave him a nickname. You gave him the manager everyone wanted to see, and then you're like, yeah, he's heel. Boo him. I guess. 
but the crowd cheers him yeah, every time exactly. he does anything because he's so athletic. It's it's fucking dumb. Uh, I don't know. It's honestly really upsetting. It, it, it that, is. That's it's probably very the, frustrating. That's the thing I was most upset about this week. Yeah. Is just I don't get. You're trying to push him a certain way, and you're just you're you're stunting yeah. his growth yeah. so bad. You're like setting him up for failure, and it's like really pathetic. It, it's that's the biggest problem is that it feels like they're giving him this push, but then it doesn't feel like they're supporting it. Exactly. So it's like okay, so you. Now you just want him to be fucking shit on. He's going to – nobody in the crowd is going to care about him if they don't know which way to go for him. Exactly. And it's it's just – it's I'm tired of it already. Yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens because he's moving on to the next uh, next round of the IC mm-hmm. title tournament against RVD, I think. So he's a heel. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, after that, we had Triple H and Stephanie telling Brad Maddox to go tell The Shield they have a main event match against who? We do not know. No. So it, The Shield will fight a whole bunch of question marks tonight. Um <laughs> <laughs> but I thought, like, we had talked about it. I didn't know how Raw ended or anything. Uh, I would, I had to watch it late. We watched it uh, at the day we were recording this Tuesday because uh, I was on a plane all day yesterday, So mm-hmm. I didn't, and my plane was Southwest, and they did not have USA. Uh, so I didn't get to watch it. Um, so I thought I had called, like, when I watched it tonight. I'm like, oh, I know what's going to happen. They're going to have them face. The authorities just going to, like, send everyone out to go face them, yeah. uh, which they kind of did, uh, which we'll get to. Uh, after that, it was Rusev against Xavier Woods. It was Rusev's entrance. Uh, and then during Rusev's entrance, we played the game of which jobber will he be facing. Um, we could not decide. We could not pick. And then it was Xavier Woods. Yep. Uh, we, who we've seen him wrestle, if you want to call it wrestle, uh, on NXT, which is just essentially uh, six moves and then the accolade. Uh, I don't even hate Rusev. He's a big, Brian described him as a big rectangle. Yeah. He is. He's a big rectangle who moves really uniquely. Mm-hmm. He's extremely agile. Um I, re- I like his entrance where he gets on the mat and, like, is, like, saying stuff and raising his arms and then, like, kissing the mat and then raising his arms again. Yeah. It's not, it's not, like, Muslim or Islamic. It is very foreign. Yeah. So when people see that, you're automatically going to get a lot of, like, what the fuck is this guy doing? I love it. It's, it's, very, it's very different, and that's the worst thing you can be in wrestling is different. Yeah. Um, but so, it's great. It's, yeah. a, it's a mixture of like Muay Thai, I think, mm-hmm. and like sumo wrestling entrances. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's like really throwing people around and stuff, and he looks good. All of his kicks look good. Uh, R-Truth comes in. They start fighting a little bit. Lana says like Rusev no, like holds him back, and then all of a sudden Rusev crush, and he goes over and just kicks the shit out of R-Truth, which is, a, which is funny. Um, Lana, I love you. That's all I really have to say. <laughs> uh, hit me up. What are you doing? I love you. What's going on? What you about? <laughs> She's great. Um, when she comes out and cuts a promo in Russian, into it. When she cuts a promo in English, into it. When she's controlling Rusev, into it. I love you. You're great. Uh, after the Rusev match, we had uh, Sheamus and Jack Swagger in an IC title tournament match. Jack Swagger had awesome offense in this match. Sheamus yeah. took some awesome bumps, really sold it for Swagger to make him look good. Uh, but from the beginning, I was saying there was no way Swagger was winning. There's just no fucking way, because it's Sheamus. Yeah. Sheamus wins everything. That is what he does. He just goes, and he wins. And then he loses to a guy and goes, ah, oh, fella, I'm okay, I'm Sheamus. Um, Swagger has really been like, I don't know if he wants it in like the next video game or what, but I assume he wants a catch finisher if somebody jumps off the top rope where he can catch him and put him in the ankle lock because he's been fucking doing that every goddamn week for like a month, yeah, two but, months. But I really like how it's always out oh, of nowhere. It always looks good. It's so clean it looking. always looks good. I love it. He's been bringing a lot of intensity since um, 
since Elimination Chamber. He's yeah. been looking really good. And I, I feel bad for Jack Swagger because I feel like he is perpetually spinning his wheels. Yeah. They never really give him the momentum to go anywhere. He could be – give him the U.S. title. Like, who would who would benefit off the U.S. title more than Jack Swagger or a real American? Yeah. Ta-da! There you go. Hey, here you go. I just thought of this right now. Have the authority strip Dean Ambrose of the title. Yeah. Because he hasn't defended it in so long. Yeah. Strip him of the title. Boo! Perfect. That is perfect. It takes it off of Dean Ambrose, makes who it, doesn't need it. Exactly. And he still looks strong mm-hmm. because he didn't lose it. Right. But and he's been, it's been taken unjustly. And, but he's already locked up in like this other tournament. And then have a, I don't know, you can have a tournament for that. Like, man, hey, there you go. I just wrote that. I just came up with that in the middle of recording this. Jeez. Hell yeah. There you go. That, hey, would, that would be so cool. There you go. It gets everyone over. God damn it. But that won't happen. No. So Seamus won uh, with a broke kick. Uh, Brian, call, Brian was calling a spot. He's like, broke kick to the ankle lock. Broke kick to the ankle That's lock. all I wanted. And then it was a broke kick, but no ankle lock. Yeah. It would have been, oh, been cool. Uh, after that, Damien Sandow came out and cut a promo. Yeah. He got mic time. He got like five minutes. And it like was not a bad promo. It was a good the promo. The crowd was hating him. And then Big Show came out, and he talked all over Big Show's entrance. Yep. And then he was like poking Big Show in the chest. He's poking the bear. He's poking Big Show in the chest. <laughs> and like he's like yelling at him, yelling at the crowd, whatever. And then he got knocked out. Hey, you know what? Yeah, he got knocked out. Bummer. But look at it in this light of he got five minutes of mic time. Yeah. You got, hey, they're doing something something might be happening. They kindled a fire. They, and, that something oh, might man. be moving on. He kept talking about how he deserves more respect. It was great. I thought it was a really good promo. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for giving Damien Sandow some screen time. I really, I really enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, after that, we had Bray Wyatt coming out and cutting a promo saying that he has a million names. And Brian said that he has 400 houses and 400 mouses. <laughs> uh, which is from a Krispy Kreme song. Uh, or Froggy Fresh now. If you guys don't know Froggy Fresh, Froggy Fresh. Uh, then Cena came out and he decided to cut a goofy uh, comedy promo with Photoshop faces on some old photos. I hate Goofy John Cena. I fucking hate Goofy John Cena. You dumb motherfucker. <laughs> I hate you. But then Bray Wyatt said it perfectly. This is what you do when something serious is in front of you. All you do is come out and, oh, you have a joke. Yeah. Oh, funny joke. Ooh, hilarious. It was Great. It was great, man. Because it, it, turned, it turned that back on Cena, and then Cena's like, oh, you want me to get real? You want me to get serious? And then he cut a really good, serious promo. Which, Why wasn't the, that the fucking beginning of his goddamn promo? I, maybe because with the Wyatts, you kind of play the realism of, oh, John Cena's doing that stupid, goofy promo. And then it's, it's Bray Wyatt pushing his buttons and pushing his buttons. I guess. I just got to fucking yeah. hate it. It... He said he had a thing where he's like, "Oh, you're trying to push me. Try to push me over the edge. Oh, nobody wants to see me get another push." That was such like a nudge and a wink to like the internet, going like, "Ah, I'm not gonna get pushed for the title." Ha ha. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, you fucking dumpster baby. A fucking stupid fucking promo, idiot, comic bullshit. Nudge, wink, and a nod. Fuck, I hate it. Yeah. Oh, it makes me so mad. I hate when he breaks the fourth because wall because he's yeah. not good at it. No, he's not. It's bad stand-up comedy, yeah. and I fucking hate bad stand-up comedy. It, uh, but then, hey, Bray Wyatt turned it around, and then John Cena got serious. He cut a really good series promo and challenged Bray Wyatt to a cage match at Extreme Rules. Very excited. Really excited for that match. I assume they're going to trade wins, and uh, I, John Cena will lose that match. I hope so. Um, really good. He started saying, like, you're the de- if you lose this match, you're the desperate man now. Yeah. I've already beat you once. Yeah. You've seen what happens when I get serious. 
have that be the beginning. That's a great promo. Yeah. That's a really, hey, that's the John Cena I want to see. That, yeah. That's a John Cena where I go, hey, you're giving me something mm-hmm. here. You're giving me intensity. You're giving me something interesting. All these people in Alabama want to have fun. Roll Tide. Go suck a, f- go suck oh your own God. fucking dick. That's ma- Roll it's, Tide. It's, Jesus got, it's a goddamn exercise in masturbation. <laughs> I fucking hate it. Ugh. Uh, then it was Santino and Emma against Fondango and Layla. Layla got the pin. Uh, after she pulled Emma off the second rope. The best part of that was the intro where uh, Fondango cut a little promo and like the, the box off to the side where he's like, this is a perfect example of it's not me, it's you, and that's why everyone wants more Dango or whatever. And then like he's, ha, 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 and like very serious face. It was I hilarious. I love Fondango. You, you give that to anyone else that can't do that, he is he is taking that character and making something with it Good little buffer comedy match after a serious promo. Yeah. I think that is an understated point where people don't understand why you have those matches. The reason you have a comedy match is to get the crowd to kind of loosen up after, after like a tense moment. Yeah. And that, that's what that was. Um, hey, Fandango's on a roll, I guess, because he yeah. won two matches in a row. There you uh, go. Which is more than I can say for him in the last uh, six months. Uh, there was a backstage promo after that where Stephanie called Kane soft. He's a man of no moral code, but that's what they thought. And now he's just like, he's like, pissing and whining and trying to attack people and he sucks and then Kane in a very uh, drawn out thing uh, lifted yeah. the, the case off Jesus. the mask and then held the mask up and then it was a very like dark moment where they were zooming in on the mask and then Kane and then Jerry the King Lawler just went what? what does this mean? do you know what this means? and then it was commercial I was so upset shut the fuck up I was so upset it's like hey man we all knew what it meant <laughs> Can we just turn off Jerry the King's fucking mic every so often? Well, what, what Brian and I talked about is that we assume it's going to be Kane against Daniel Bryan at Extreme Rules. That's going to be his title defense of the pay-per-view. Yeah. We think. Um, because after that, uh, we had Ziggler versus Wade Barrett in the IC title tournament match. Barrett won with a bullhammer elbow. The crowd fucking sucked for this match. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't blame you guys because you were two and a half hours in. You were probably exhausted yeah. from being hot So like all night. You guys were very, very good all night. Birmingham, Alabama, thank you very much for being good. Um until that end where you started chanting CM Punk and then there were a bunch of near falls and you started chanting, this is awesome. Yeah, when the hey, match turned around and you guys started, from, oh, this is awesome. Hey, yeah, I'm shut up. smack all you in the fucking shut mouth. Shut up. You, you, already, you already voiced your, your dissatisfaction with the match by chanting CM Punk. So shut up. Shut your mouth. I hate that. Let, yeah. Hey, let the match have some... Le- this is what I hate. They don't want to see the slow start to matches. Nope. They want near falls right at the beginning. Yep. And then they don't... I love a match that starts slow. I love a European yep. wrestling match. Mm-hmm. Starts slow, rest holds, build, like build, 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 sequences, build, build. all these things, and it did that. It mm-hmm. was a, it was a it, really well done match. It was. It was not a bad match between Barrett and Ziggler. I thought it was really good. It got both guys over. It made yeah. both guys look really good. So I don't know. I don't know what else you wanted because you start chanting CM Punk, you fucks. And then uh, not even like a minute later. Yeah, yeah. And then it was, and then it was a half-hearted "This is awesome" chant. And after like a couple of near falls, stupid. Barrett hit all of his spots. Ziggler pretty much hit all his spots too. It looked really good. Uh, those guys work really well together. They do. Wade Barrett has been on a roll. Well, bad news, Barrett has bad been on a roll. News. Um, he just looks good. He's like, he's fun to watch. I like and, his um, I've, But I've always I've always liked him. Yeah, and I like his resurgence. After that, we got a um, we got a video promo that they put together very quickly of Kane. <laughs> Kane's coming back as Kane. Yeah. It was like we had one match. Oh, we got a video. Pro- who put the? Who cut that together they, in seven minutes? 
But then Brian was pointing it out. He's like, if people don't know how that worked, they're like, wow, oh, cool promo, whatever. Like, they don't think about it. But somebody cut down, like, they cut it together in seven minutes? They got all that footage. They put all these effects on it. Yeah. They cut like, that together in eight or nine minutes. Like It was really bizarre. It was weird. Yeah, but hey, whatever. It, it looked good. It yeah. was a very cool promo was, of, yeah. of like what Kane is capable of. Uh, and then we had the main event. The shield came down, uh, and they're going to face <clears throat> Alberto Del Rio, Jack Swagger, Fondango, all of 3MB, Titus O'Neil, Rybaxel, Alexander Rusev, Bat- and Bad News Barrett. The match ends in a no contest. Of course. <laughs> it was 11 on 3. Um, it was played as a regular match in the beginning, yeah. and then all of a sudden it broke down when Roman Reigns speared Ryback on the outside. That's right. And then it was a big, the ref was like, I lost control of this. Yeah. And then Evolution comes down. Oh, fuck. That's it, so it cool. It was so cool. Um, that song playing and those three coming down, how many titles must they have held together? At least 30, 30, we 30 something. I mean, Triple H is... 16 I think I think Randy Orton has like 11 and Batista has like 8 and and I'm not sure if that's just counting one when they called it just the world title I, I think it's combined WWE. I think it's world and WWE any kind of like major title like that yeah but god damn they have to have like 30 so all the 11 guys beat up the shield and mm-hmm. then evolution came down and beat the shit out of the shield they were the heels, monster heels. What a great way to like solidify the shield as What face. an awesome ending to Raw. This is what we keep saying. Heels make faces. And that established, you had 14 guys take down the shield. 14 guys it take took down the shield. 14. And, and they put them down so fucking hard. You've never seen the shield Roman, like that. Roman Reigns at the end, crawling towards Triple H. And Triple H had the microphone like he was going to cut the promo or whatever. And then was screaming like, get up. Get, you tough guy, get up. Yeah. Craw- let him crawl. And then he's saying believe in evolution and then gives him the pedigree. Awesome way to end Raw. Yeah. Awesome. I thought Raw was really good. Thank you to the crowd for the most part for being really, really good too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys were awesome. And and that's really like, I know we say it a lot, but you know, to our, to our listeners, if you want to make wrestling shows better, if you go there, get into it. Start chants. Like it gets the wrestlers excited. It gets everybody there excited and it makes the show better. That's what makes a show. Yep. It's the crowd. If the crowd is silent the whole night, yep. doesn't matter how good the wrestling is. Nope. It's it, like nobody's the, into it. The crowd makes and breaks the show. It that really period. does. That's really how it goes. And and I thought that for a week coming off a really hot week of Raw, you guys did great. Yeah. For the, I mean, for the most part. And, and I think the you just lost a little bit two and a half hours in because you were tired. It's a two which, and a half hours yeah, which, into which, a show. Yeah, like. exactly. It's a long time. So. Yeah. Now we have uh, some uh, listener mail. Let's take our first one from Tyler H. Tyler H says, hey guys, who on the current roster do you think wrestlers 20 years from now will say, when I was a kid, I wanted to be blank. Like you guys have always said that they wanted, like these guys have always said they wanted to be Hogan or Savage or Flair when they were growing up. And now we're getting to the point where the current guys grow up on The Rock in Austin. Who's going to be doing like homages to the five knuckle shuffle like uh, CM Punk does the Macho Man elbow drop. Do you have anything like that? Who do you think will be the, like the guy that they look to? Uh, I would say off the top of my head, Orton is mm-hmm. going to be a guy that people look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, depending on where he goes, I think you're going to see a lot of people doing homages to Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, I, I would have to think a little bit harder. I think Daniel Bryan. Yeah. I think CM Punk. You're, you're going to look at those pure wrestlers, the guys who were like the big entertainers and stuff, the pure wrestlers. Yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of guys that were like, yeah, when I was like real young, John Cena. Uh, but then they'll have a cooler answer than John Cena. You know what I mean? Yeah, because um, Cena's the Hogan, so it's yeah, like exactly. everybody loved Hogan. Yeah, So, but then the ones who would name outside of that, it would be like Steamboat and Flair yeah. and Savage. You know, who are those guys? Mm-hmm. And uh, 
I would say you could point to guys like um, Kurt Angle. Um, Christian? Uh, I don't even know if well, Chris, maybe it's like a tag team or when something. They were, yeah, like but the young. I, I mean, I think you're going to see a lot of guys coming up soon, going like, "Yeah, I grew up like on Angle, and I grew up on Brock Lesnar, and all this stuff." Because um, I mean, the guys now are already we're almost 28. Yeah, the guys now. I mean, Seth Rollins, I think, is only like a month older than I am. Yeah. So it's uh, like he's, Bray Wyatt is younger than we are. Yeah. There you go. Um, so that's interesting. Also, in the Bray Wyatt promo, we talked about this. He sounded just like Bo Dallas at one what, point. Yeah, he got it down was, on his knees and started talking about like like the little kids, like that. And he yeah. sounded just like Bo Dallas, and it was really funny. He looked like Bo Dallas at that point too. They, they have they have the same stringy hair. Yep. But I think CM Punk, Daniel Bryan are going to be the guys that they kind of point to. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe some Batista, Orton, um, like those main event guys. Probably some, probably some people will say Ziggler, but you won't hear a lot of that. No. So that, that'll be that stuff. Uh, let's see. That was a good question. It was a very good That's question. A really good question. First thing I like to say, okay, this, hey, Eric and Brian. First thing I like to say, I love tournaments. My favorite pay-per-views used to be King of the Ring. My parents used to let me order them for my birthday, and tournaments became my favorite gimmick. Never get tired of them. My favorite title, the IC title, uh, throw my favorite title, the IC title, into the mix, and you have a win in my book. I love the contestants roster, and am really glad to see the mid-car starting to stand out. Who do you think wins, uh, and do you think they'll beat Big E? Uh, for the IC title tournament. I think the smartest thing to do, if you're going to make Cesaro heel, mm-hmm. is have him win the whole thing. Because, mm-hmm. again, why squash some somebody who's on a meteoric rise? Yep. And then he beats Langston for the championship. Yep. Uh, I would say definitely Cesaro is going to make his way through the tournament. I mean, he just aligned with Paul Heyman, and it looks like yeah. they're really pushing that guy. That was from Eddie. By the way, oh, Eddie cool. Rock. So thank you, Eddie, for listening, continuing to listen. I, I think I think everyone's probably on the same page of Cesaro, Cesaro is going to win this thing. I, I just want to see uh, Sheamus and uh, RVD. Is that uh, is that Holy the match we can shit. see? Ugh. Oh yeah, this Friday on SmackDown we get to watch Sheamus against Batista again. <laughs> what a what a bruiser! Can't wait uh, to watch. Who wins? Batista, right? Yeah. The Ugh. shield. The shield will interfere or something. Yeah. Um, this next question is from Martin. Martin says, you two always seem to, be, uh, seem to be on the same page with pro wrestling, always agreeing with each other on the podcast. Sorry. Is there anything you guys don't agree on in regards to pro wrestling? Maybe Eric likes a wrestler that Brian hates or vice versa. I really don't think. Uh, we, no, hey, we're best hey guys, friends. We have really moderate opinions. We're very much best friends. We, we really have pretty moderate opinions. And because we're best friends, we're not going to argue. <laughs> um, <laughs> we talk wrestling a lot, and if one guy is kind of like, he thinks one way and the other guy thinks the other way. You know what I mean? It's kind of like we, we talk about it a lot and, and one guy will generally see the other guy's side and yeah. be like, okay, yeah. We don't really have a lot of situations where, like, where we agree to disagree. The the only time was before Batista came back, I had this like nostalgic idea of that Batista. Is, I totally forgot about this. I remember loving Batista. He was so big, so much energy. He wasn't. I just think I, in the group of evolution at the time, he was so different from the other two people, other three people he was with, mm-hmm. that I liked. And I always like his ring entrance. I think it's really cool. He times it so perfectly. But then I go back and I watch it, and I'm like, this guy's boring. Yeah. And, and that, that, that's it. I don't get it. He's never been a main yeah. event guy to me. He's been a guy that he's never sold me on anything. Mm-hmm. I think the only run that he had that I even halfway enjoyed was his ending heel run when he came out in skinny jeans and sunglasses yeah. before he left. Yeah. And and even that was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, that's a little different. And, so, okay. And I think I liked him because Triple H is such a great heel that it was it's always fun to see him be beat. Yeah. And that's why I think I like Batista, because it was right then after the thumbs down and Batista was getting the push. And 
to me, that's always cool to watch that young guy beat the veteran. Uh-huh. So I think that's why I liked it. But man, yeah, like watching it now, uh, what were we watching? Like No Mercy? Yeah. No, it wasn't it was, No Mercy. Um, fuck, I don't even Whatever. Remember. He came out with flair. Maybe it was No Mercy. And I was just like, man, no. Yeah. This is bad. It's it's weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just they've never been. Mm-mm. Yeah. Um, this next question is from Tumblr, and it's from a user called Monster Made of Eyes. He actually sent us two... Uh, Two asks, one I just replied to him with, and, and he uh, he was talking about some work that he's doing independently, and very cool dude. He said uh, he agrees, or he disagrees, about Brock Lesnar breaking the streak. If Punk did it last year, I feel like it would have been more diverse and therefore a little more interesting. Lesnar is boring, in my opinion, and seeing him once a year is a drag, especially in such an important match. I disagree with that. Mm-hmm. I think Lesnar is interesting. I think his matches are typically pretty good. I think CM Punk is a guy that is still young and still able to be in the main event, and still can hold a world title and all this stuff. Yeah. I think when we talked about this, I think we talked about it last week. Um, if not, I talked about it with people uh, at PAX East, which was Lesnar is now the guy, the go-to guy with who's going to beat Lesnar now. Yeah. Who is, what's like the new draw? It's the new draw is who's going to beat Lesnar at WrestleMania because the streak is done. We have to move on past that. Yeah. Uh, you have to have something that's going to take its place. Undertaker's almost as old as my dad. And so I wouldn't want my dad to go in there and wrestle. I'd be, I'd say, Dad, please, I love you so much. Please don't wrestle. You're going to get hurt. You're going to get really hurt, And which Undertaker did, yeah. it seems. Um, but now you have the kind of draw of, oh, well, Brock Lesnar's the guy who beat the streak. Who's going to beat the guy who beat the streak? Yeah. And if you have CM Punk, that, that quarters him into something else. It, he can't have a regular WrestleMania match now where Brock Lesnar is a sideshow attraction. Mm-hmm. To bring him in and do that, uh, I think is the best way to use a character like that. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That, that's just the way I feel about it. Somebody asked me on Tumblr earlier in the week, like, you know, what, what, are, what are some of my fantasy bookings? Like, who would I love to see? That kind of thing. And my response was, I, I don't ever really like to think about, oh, what match would be good? Like, oh, who, who would be cool? Until somebody asks me, because honestly, what I love about wrestling is being surprised. Yes, I agree. If I know what's going to happen, then I don't care. Yep. I knew, I knew that Brock Lesnar was going to lose. Yep. I knew he was going to lose. Yep. And that's what made for such a good moment. He won. That's what made for such a good moment. That's, that's amazing. Just think about that. You knew he was going to lose. Going into that match, you knew he was going to lose, but he didn't. Yep. He won. Mm-hmm. That's great writing. Yep. It's, it's different. It's interesting. And that, that he is now the attraction yeah. to me. So. That's it. Last question from Nick T. Hey, Eric and Brian, after seeing this year's Hall of Fame inductions, I was inspired to go back and check out some of the ceremonies in recent years. Upon this revisit, I found myself getting a bit perturbed at the WWE crowd's constant interruptions of speakers, especially the person being inducted, due to the fact that the ceremony was supposed to be showing respect. While the chants might have been out of love for the inductees, I was still being rubbed the wrong way. Considering this, I was wondering what your opinions were on the live crowds of Hall of Fame ceremonies, the Hall of Fame in general, and who you think should be inducted. Kisses from Kansas. Uh, Kansas is a fucking dump. Sorry. Uh, we had a layover in Kansas. Oh, my God. Hey, man, I'm sorry that you live there. Holy shit. <laughs> it, the Kansas airport, the Kansas City airport is, well, we built this in 1970, and now we're done with it forever. It's the worst airport I've ever been to. Yeah, because I've been to, wants to go to Kansas. Hey, hey, and I've been to Detroit. <laughs> it's the worst airport I've ever been to. So we have talked about this. We don't really care about the Hall of Fame. No. Um, I hate that it's in front of a giant live crowd. Yeah. Because you get chants and people yelling because there's always yeah. dumb assholes who are drunk or just decide to yell stuff. I hate live crowds. I hate that shit. Mm-hmm. Make it 
a wrestlers only thing. Like it used to be. Yeah. Hey, I like that. Do that. That's nice. You don't need the big crowd chance mm-hmm. because I it and then it's because then it's people like Jake the Snake Roberts trying to talk and people are yelling Jake the Snake. Fuck you. Or one more match. Yeah. Oh God. I don't like that. One what? more match. No. no. <laughs> I think I think Ultimate Warrior said no. Yep, yep. I didn't watch it. Neither of us watched no, it. No, I don't. I don't care because I I don't care. And honestly, it's not because I don't care about them being inducted. Because to me, I'm such a sap yep. for emotional things mm-hmm. like cumulative end of career, like big celebrations of people who deserve it. But the Hall of Fame isn't that with the crowd. Yep. It, it's it's hey, I want to talk like edges was one that I did watch all the way through. Yeah. And his was really nice because he wasn't interrupted. Yep. And I and I like that. I like when people get to like say what they came in there for, mm-hmm. how thankful they are for the crowd, uh, you know, throughout their career. But at that time, I think it needs to be more of like what the Screen Actors Guild Awards is. Yep. It's a celebration of the people in your craft. Yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. And uh, as as far as future Hall of Famers, uh, you're gonna see Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. I mean, they'll they'll put other guys in, and you'll go, okay, yeah, great, cool. But Macho Man Randy Savage will be like the next big big one. Yeah. Um, and he'll get inducted, and his family will be there, and it'll be nice. Mm-hmm. But Brian, we did it. Wow. We just did another episode so of the Gone Show. It it always goes so fast. We're actually like over time too. We went Again? Like, yeah, we went like a little over. So Aww. sorry. Uh, hey guys, you wanna hit us up? Hey, you wanna write a theme song for us? You guys write music? Anyone out there write music? Write a song. Fuck it. Uh, I, all I did was take a song that I liked and then um, <laughs> just kind of made it our song. But if you guys, if you have any ability to write music, email it to us. Please write us a theme song. Because we would like to, uh, we'd like to try out some different stuff maybe. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, but that'll wrap us up. If you guys want to get a hold of us on Tumblr, thegohomeshow.tumblr.com. Get a hold of us on Twitter, at gohomeshow, uh, facebook.com slash thegohomeshow. Email us, gohomeshow at mega64.com. Uh, you can let us know what you think. Let us know if we're dumb, dumbass geeks or rad ass dudes. Um, but that'll pretty much do it for us this week. Maybe next week we'll have some, uh, some new cool stuff to say, uh, show you some new cool shit and, uh, maybe we'll do a live stream. How Who about knows? that? Who knows? Brian doesn't. It could be real. Could it? It could. Brian, Brian, can you say goodbye to everyone? I will. Have a good night, everybody. What if it's daytime? Ah, shit.